Some of you may actually know what a pension is, while many have only heard of such things. In the absence of this employment perk, 401ks took over the retirement funding, if you will. Well, that may be a problem. It's an enormous social experiment, and it's not looking good. Most people's 401ks are way short of what they will need. People have no idea how to calculate what income they can expect from their 401k balance, so they have no idea that they're short. Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking out Management Decisions on LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma. Today, we're speaking with Alex Manassa, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial, and he has some insight into the pension pickle and also what we can do to properly prepare for our own retirement. Alex, thanks for joining us once again. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. So I mentioned the topic of pensions to my team, and they all kind of looked at me like I was a little bit crazy and almost didn't understand what I was talking about. Do pensions still actually exist and have relevance for people? They can, but they're losing relevance very quickly. But the, one of the important things is to understand when we, when we use that word pension, what, what are we talking about? It can mean different things. Okay. Uh, so what you're probably thinking of, uh, but I, I want to make sure, and plus you know, the listeners, uh, a traditional defined benefit pension is where you know, your employer, whether it's the government or a private employer, would, would just send you a check every month when you're retired. You get a check in the mail, a fixed income you know, for the rest of your life, right. uh, usually something for your spouse. That's called a defined benefit pension plan. Those are quickly melting away like a, <laughs> like a melting glacier. Uh, in fact, uh, in my practice, what I see mostly uh, government workers is, is the huge, huge bastion where they st- you can still see a lot of these. But only blue-chip private employers um, still have them, and, and even those are shrinking. So okay. unless you're with a government or a union, I should mention unions, there's a good chance uh, if you're not retiring anytime you know, in the next couple years, you're not going to have uh, a fixed pension. If you do, uh, it's likely they've all been frozen or they're going to be frozen quickly. Okay. So obviously with that, most of the areas people are relying on then become their 401ks and Social Security when you're talking about retirement income, which obviously is, is where pensions yes. come from. So what's your general thought yeah. about that trend? I mean, do you have a, an overall perspective on the positives and negatives of, of doing it that way? Or what would you oh, give yes. our listeners? Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, this, is a, this is a revolution going on right now in retirement planning. So when I said we're not sure what we mean by pension, people often refer to their 401k as a pension also. Mm. But it's very different. It, it's like a, 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 the way I describe it to clients, it's like your own bag of money, your own money sack, okay, it, it, with gold coins in it. This is your bag of money. It's not a promise like a defined benefit pension, but right. it's not where someone else is promising you something in the future, an income stream. This is a bag of money that you have right now that's available to you. I don't mean available to use right away without taxes and penalties, but what I mean is a pot of money that can be valued today, and the value is the value. So that's the 401k. 401ks were a little-known uh, provision in the, in the revenue code inserted in the 80s. They were just a, an add-on for top executives. They were never intended to be people's primary sources of income. Really? But what's happened is the retirement world has turned on its head, and now defined benefit plans are, have disappeared and 401ks have have appeared and there are there are numerous huge issues problems with 401ks huge problems well obviously having an expert like you on can you give us some insight into a couple yes. of the key issues that you have with yes. them <laughs> uh, well i'm glad you asked okay <laughs> here are some problems with 401ks uh, employers are are in mass are flocking to them in fact this has already happened over the last 10 years 
because they're cheaper for the employer. The employer doesn't have to put in anything. They're not required to put with defined benefit plans. They, the employer put in the whole thing. They were responsible for putting in all the money for managing it and for making sure you got your promise. Okay, that they upheld their promise. With a 401k, the 401k provider approaches the employer. They convince them, you know, to put in the 401k, and the employer doesn't have to do anything, including other than process the payroll, uh, you know, deductions. And they don't have to put in a dime. Now they can, if you're lucky, you get a company match. Okay? Right. You're, consider yourself lucky if you get one. But let, let's make it clear: the company matches are uh, completely voluntary and arbitrary. They can change them any time. They can go a year as long as they want and have no match. They can have a 2% match. They can, the employer can do whatever they want, including having no match. So that's why the employers love them. They're much, much cheaper. But that's not the beginning of, of the problems with 401ks. They also require certain things of human beings that is somewhat against human nature. You have to do everything in a 401k. You have to know enough to register in the first place and sign up for one. Mm -hmm. You have to decide as the employee how much you're going to put away. It's very, very easy for people to put it off and never even um, participate or to wait years and years before they even do. It's also very easy. It's human nature to put in way, way too little, to put in 2% or 3% or 5%. Sure. That's not nearly enough for most people. And then people get go decades, and then they get a little older. They get in their 40s and 50s. And then all of a sudden they wake up and they realize they should have been putting in much more. So that's another huge issue. Uh, the third one is, People invest in the wrong things. They'll put it in the cash account, making 1%, and they'll leave it there for decades. That's not appropriate for long-term money. Mm -hmm. But people don't understand stocks, you know, bonds, mutual fund choices. People don't understand any of those things. So uh, they often make bad choices. So um, to sum it up, it's a huge experiment going on. It's an enormous social experiment, and it's not looking good. Most people's 401ks are way short of what they will need. People have no idea how to calculate what income they can expect from their 401k balance. So they have no idea that they're short. Right. I'm giving you summaries of why it's a grand social experiment that is not looking good at the moment. <laughs> now, another thing that was brought to my attention is that most people don't even realize that 401ks and IRAs are governed by beneficiary designation forms. Yes, Explain, yes. explain the, the uh, impact of that. This is a little-known but hugely important estate planning issue. Okay, When you s- establish an IRA account or a 401k, which, by the way, they're, they're, they're similar to each other. They're both the, the, bag, the sack of money that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. money that comes mostly from you, that you can be valued every day. You know, when you establish that account, you fill out a designated beneficiary form. That means you're saying who will get that money if you pass away. Because remember, that bag of money is still there. If you pass away, it's, it's there. And, and so it, with that form, you are saying who's going to get that money. Okay? And most people have most of their wealth, other than their home, in these exact kinds of accounts. Because as I mentioned, defined benefit plans are disappearing. So most people have, uh, you know, have their house, and then they have all of their wealth, or mm-hmm. most of it, in their 401k or their IRA. Uh, and you know, their beneficiaries are not around when these people fill out this form. They're at work or whatever, they fill out the form. These are a hugely important estate planning tool. This supersedes your will. It doesn't matter what you put in your will if you bother to even get one, which everyone should. This form supersedes. 
So if you make your will, and, and, you know, and you're married, and uh, you, know, you say, I leave everything to my spouse and my kids, if you said something else on that form for that 401k account, right. that form will control. Wow. And a lot of times these forms are gathering dust, and nobody even remembers who they put on that form, and there are huge mistakes that I've seen people make. How can people go about making sure that this is all in order? Because as you said, they may have taken care of their will and and think they're set. Um, How do they go about making sure all this is taken care of and that they keep it up to date? And I guess what's your suggestion for those people? What you have to do is um, at all times, especially when you do your estate planning, don't just, you know, fill out a will and think you're done, okay? An example I give is a, is a well-known article that came out in a New York newspaper a few years ago called The Pension Pickle, and it talked about what happened in that fact pattern could happen to a lot of people. The article showed a, a, a couple, an elderly couple, um, having a, a nice dancing together. The guy was wearing a boutonnier, you know, a, car, a carnation on his lapel. It was a retirement party for the wife. She had worked all, all her life for the government uh, of, of New York. Well, think about this. She got the job right out, of, right out of out of college. Okay, she wasn't married at the time. She didn't even know him. Mm-hmm. Who do you think she put on her beneficiary form for her pension money? Uh, parents, maybe. Th- That's correct. She named her parents. Who do you think she named as alternate or contingent beneficiary? So how about sibling? Oh, sure, named, sure. How about that? She named her sister. Okay. As contingent. Okay. So she goes her whole life. She gets married. They're married for decades and decades. She rolls everything to her IRA when she retires. She never changes the form. Oh. She had done a will ever since then. She right. had done, you know, a couple of wills when they were married, and she named him in her will. But you see that that form controls, and it avoids probate. Anything that goes uh, from your IRA or 401K, as long as you name someone who outlives you, that goes to them with no probate. Hmm. And as many people may or may not realize, your will only controls assets that go through probate. Many, many assets go directly to people without probate. They bypass the will. So let's speed this up. So she's, she's retired now. She's in her late 60s. A few years go, goes by. She passed away just a little bit after that retirement uh, dance that they, that's in the picture. So the husband was planning on her retirement money, you know, for, for the, both of their retirements, for the rest of his retirement. Mm-hmm. So get, when she passes away, there's a lot of money in there, okay, uh, six figures, uh, actually uh, close to seven figures. Uh, we already talked about, guess who she named as beneficiary? Her mom. So she's already in her 70s. Guess where mom is? Mom is gone, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> Her sister, though, is still alive, okay, her older sister. So all that money went to the sister. Wow. The husband tried to sue. The tax court said, the court said, look, it's clear enough, okay. She had every chance to change that form, but she never did. They don't want to start uh, having lawsuits where people say, well, she really meant me. You know, she should have named me. She she meant me. Why wouldn't she mean me? If you name somebody, that's it. That's who gets it. So he was completely disinherited. So the, the, the upshot to your question is look at your, all your beneficiary forms. Make sure they are up to date. What if you name an ex-spouse and mm. now you're married to somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, think about that. Just as your life changes, those forms have to be updated because you, they may control more money than your will that's the answer to your question what should people do everyone has more and more of their money in their 401ks and their iras and they need these are important forms uh dust them off make sure they're up to date 
it's free. You know, uh, you just do it and, and get it back to your employer's uh, 401k to plan, and uh, and then it's fine. So, oh, keep them in a file. Mm-hmm. Keep them in a file with your important papers at home, so that if something happens to you, your family members know where to find those and that, that they have those. Okay, uh, this is what everybody should do, and they really should be with your estate planning papers. They should be with your will, your durable financial power of attorney, your health care power, uh, and your living will. They should be all kept together. Well, Alex, some uh, excellent information and, and insight into this subject because, uh, as you've mentioned a few times, I bet many people don't understand or don't even know that this is the way things work. So I appreciate you coming on, sharing all of your expertise. We do appreciate it. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. That will do it for us here on Management Decisions. Once again, we were speaking with Alex Manassa, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial in Ohio. If you have any feedback for us, go ahead and send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at the LJN, and go ahead and look for all of our shows on iTunes. You can find each episode for free in the iTunes Store. Thank you once again for listening, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.